Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, We continue our examination of the Gospel of John and reach... Uh, just a powerful, powerful portion of the scripture. And as we've seen, Jesus is speaking all through, uh, the end, I think, the end of John chapter 13, chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, now 17. And so if you have a red letter edition of the Bible, you will note that it's all red letters, right? Uh, we come to the part that is really, um, this is the true Lord's Prayer. Okay, what we call the Lord's Prayer is actually the model prayer. His disciples had said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he said, well, pray in this like manner. Okay, pray like this. And so that which we recount, and some churches do it every Sunday, uh, as the Lord's Prayer, uh, it's actually the model prayer. Though, you know, you don't separate fellowship over that kind of thing, <laughs> no doubt. But it is interesting to note, because Jesus gave, gave us a model whereby to pray, but then in John 17, this is where Jesus himself is actually praying. <clears throat> this is often referred to as Jesus' high priestly prayer. And Jesus is functioning uh, as a high priest did on the uh, Yom Kippur on the Day of Atonement when he went in and interceded for the people. And we'll see why it's called that as we go through. So John chapter 17, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words... Well, what words? Well, all the words that we've seen in the previous chapter, previous chapters, where he's had this conversation with his disciples. Now, remember, this is the last evening that he's here on earth. He's about to die later in the day. So when he spoke of these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Notice there's actually a a physical thing that he's doing here. Okay. And, And John makes note of it, a physical thing that he's lifting his eyes to heaven and said, so here's the beginning, Father. So who's he addressing? He's addressing Father God. And he's already told the disciples that I'm, I'm departing, I'm leaving. Then he had told them point blank without any metaphor or allegory or anything like that, that he had come from the Father, he had come to earth, now he was leaving, he's going back to the Father. And so now he says, Father, the hour has come. The hour. And it's interesting because we see that phrase uh, all the way through. Um, well, you know, like the hour. I think you can nearly give that as being like a title, you know. In other words, there is an event. There's something that's happened. There's a point in time to which things have been uh, headed for it. Pointed to, shall we say. And that's what he's saying. Father, the hour has come. <coughs> and the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. And that word glorify is really interesting because it's one of those words that just when I think that I've got it and just when I think I understand it totally, it slips away. (laughs) It really, it literally means this to give uh, esteem to, to give praise to, to give honor to, yes, to give glory to, Uh, you know, to, to magnify and to, to give a, a high thought, really a, a proper thought, 
and a proper opinion of uh, what someone is and who someone is. To uh, extol someone, to magnify someone, to celebrate someone. Uh, It means all these things, to ascribe honor to somebody. And so, you know, you you see it all through the Scripture. And so what's happening here is he's saying, Father, glorify your Son. In other words, do everything through me that you had determined you were going to do. And then the rest of the sentence, that the Son may glorify you. Ah, you see there's a a mutual thing that's going on here. So, verse 1, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Verse 2, since you have given him authority over all flesh. So Jesus is saying the Father has given him authority over all flesh. Well, authority, authority related to what? Well, finish the rest of the sentence, right? Authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. Oh, that's that's got some interesting little things in it right there, which uh, the body of Christ would do well to really examine. Okay, you know, the body has been divided for several hundred years now over various issues related uh, to salvation. What does it really mean to be saved? What did Jesus do? Uh, It's all mankind determined to be to say you see terms that uh, out of my background that people were even scared to use. I mean, to this day, it's still sort of rare to hear people uh, out, of, out of the background that I grew up in uh, use totally biblical terms. I mean, terms that you see in the scripture, uh, elect, called, chosen, predestined. You know, these are all terms that are in the scripture, but they've become buzzwords and they're buzzwords. And somebody I, I mean, it's nothing new. Uh, I remember, oh, gosh, more than 40 years ago. Uh, I had a friend on a college campus, and he walked up to me one day. Just happened to see him going down the sidewalk. We we're going between classes, and he just—he was very, very zealous. And he's one of these guys that would be irritatingly zealous, and uh, in really the wrong way. And he walked up to me just out of the blue and said, "Do you believe in predestination?" Well, I knew where he was going because I knew that he would say he didn't believe in predestination, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all I could think was, it's in the Bible. Now, your interpretation of it, the way you're applying it, et cetera, et cetera, may be incorrect. But we can't be afraid of these biblical terms. You know, we can't be afraid of these truths because there's other verses like this verse right here that give us insight into it. Let me read it again. He says, we're going to glorify each other since you have given him authority over all flesh. The Father gave Jesus authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. So the Father has given to the Son those who will have eternal life, to give eternal life to all whom you have given. So does that mean that the Lord has given all mankind to him? Or does that mean that uh, the Lord has given all who would believe unto him? And that's the debate that comes up. And you'll see this in various churches, and people will argue over it and this kind of stuff. I think we would do well, I'm not going to get into it right now, but we would do well to look at the totality of the Scripture to see what it says. And then remember who we're dealing with. We're dealing with the Most High God who does what He desires to do. And that's what Jesus is acknowledging, that He gave Him authority over all flesh. 
and he has the authority to give eternal life, and he gives eternal life to all whom the Father has given. All whom the Father has given. Tell you what, I thought I was going to go into the next verse, but if I do, I'm going to go way over time, so I better not do that. Uh, This is John chapter 17, verses 1 through 2. Go back and read that. Take it before the Lord and see what he reveals to you, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I do pass the word about these times together, and I'll see you next episode. Goodbye.